Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Brought to you by Coordination, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com. And this is episode number 25, so we are officially one quarter of the way to the century mark. And we might even get there in the next two years, who knows, uh, based on simple mathematics. we've You know, this is the 26th week of the show, 25th episode. We've only missed one episode, and I think that's pretty good. I am Greg Mahochko, one, ho- uh, one half of your uh, broadcast team broadcast duo joined as always by uh, my good friend longtime husker fan as well and brought wait hold on let me, let me get there good friend fellow husker fan longtime broadcast buddy that's what it was uh and his name is brian toll hello brian it's my fault we list the week so blame me people no it's not your fault yeah it was i'm not blaming anybody man everybody will blame me because you know all the seven people that listen to this Actually, our, no. our our numbers can be quite good. They, okay, thirteen is good. Uh, let's not sell ourselves short, sir. We had one uh, episode just a couple weeks before signing day that got to two thousand, and that's not a joke. Mm. So that was episode. I don't want to say like nineteen or twenty, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, something like that. You know, it's really. You know what you have in Central Illinois, St. Louis, that is better than Texas? Um, do tell. Pizza. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll ask because what what change are, are you talking about? Okay, we have Papa John's. Yeah, we got obviously. it. Domino's. Got it. There's a local place called Mr. Jim's that's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Don't have that, obviously. That... You know, the first time I had it, I thought the crust was equivalent to an Ikea dresser. So, maybe a little chewier. Um, Pizza Patron, eh. You know. I mean, mean, we do barbecue here, and you do barbecue there, and we do chicken fried steak, and the whole Tex-Mex thing, and, you know. You you mentioned chicken fried steak, and I want to ask you as... A long time. Re- can we can we officially say that Texas is part of the South? Depends on what day part of the day is. <laughs> Honest goodness. Some people will say, "Oh yeah, Texas is part of the South," and like, no, it stops at Louisiana. Louisiana's in the South. We're not in the South. Pass the sweet tea. Well, well, this is a. I guess this is a question for anybody. Then uh, there's chicken fried steak, and there's chicken fried chicken. I had this conversation with a, a buddy of mine, uh, Jared. If you're listening, shout out. Um, but he said, he says, isn't that a little redundant to call it chicken fried chicken? It's just fried chicken. I said, yeah, but it's not because if you go to a restaurant and order fried chicken, you're going to get a plate and you're going to have what traditionally looks like, you know, a breast, wing, leg, thigh, things like that. You got to get, you got to say chicken fried chicken to get the smash to hell piece of chicken that's been, you know, like double or possibly even triple coated uh, in the batter 
Am, am, I, am I right? Am I wrong? But do you yeah, think it, do you think it's I, I redundant think, to call it chicken fried chicken? I mean, think about it. You don't call it a chicken fried pork loin. You know. But is it prepared and, the same way as a kind like, of like a, like a chicken the, fried steak? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like sma- It's you know, the only difference is the pork loin smashed all the bits, and then it's a big old big thing, and then it's bread like chicken fried steak, and you know what I mean. So think of it like that. But chicken fried steak is. The reason it's sex a Texan dish, quote unquote, it's a variation of Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> you can't call it Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel, Wiener Schnitzel, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Because all the Germans came to Texas and the veal wasn't brand, so it's just modern adaptation. So. That's, although, that's although perfectly... I, I have lived here a decade, and I will never, ever really be fond of the whole white pepper gravy thing. Like, I, like I can it. eat it every once in a great while. I'm not saying I can't eat it, but I like it. But like, I've got a, <clears throat> you know, like well, time and place. Like you go to like Chicken Express or eat, hell, even Dairy Queen down here, and you get like chicken fingers or chicken strips or steak tips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they give you just a bucket of the white stuff. Yeah, the Dairy Queens up here do the same when you get the yeah. chicken tender basket. So I'm like, do we do we really need that? Yes, you do. Apparently, no, you really don't. Your dog's telling me no. You really don't. Can you hear that in the back? Oh my god! The the sque- she found her damn squeak toy. Apparently, uh, she's not only doing she's not only doing a dance. They're singing for you, man. <laughs> it's a sh- oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. I'm I'm half tempted to to go and, and grab that <laughs> and put it up for the next half hour. Or so uh, it gives it, it adds ambiance. All right, yeah. ambiance. We're we're going to keep with the now, ambiance. So we'll try to we'll try to power through it. So something they do have better in St. Louis than they do Dallas. Baseball teams. Fuck yourself. <laughs> um, I would say uh, Ted Drews, you jerk. Yeah, Ted Drews is is world famous. Um, very good. Uh, seriously, if you are uh, in the St. Louis area and you've never been to Ted Drew's, like if you're passing through, you know, on a road trip or something, do yourself a favor and and uh, scout one out. There are only one or two locations. Uh, my recommendation is on Chippewa, uh, but we've talked about well, Ted Drew's before. So, although although everybody says, oh, we have Bluebell, and I'm like, what Listeria flavored? beverage are they releasing today so I, I always find the ironic thing in the world so you know the first time they announced it Bluebell had Listeria you know they dumped all the stuff mm-hmm. and they destroyed all the stuff that these these four guys were like <clears throat> in Brandon which is you know central Texas and that you know that's where the factory is and they're all throwing this stuff in the in the dumpster in the dumpster right you know throwing a dumpster zone, I'm sure. Well, yeah, yeah, I remember. Had like, a, had like a bunch of ice cream bars in there, and one guy just stopped, opened up the thing of ice cream bars, and started eating it. Now, remember, <laughs> they're throwing it away because it has listeria. It could be, you know, bad for you, cause you sickness, maybe even death. And this guy just stops and says, you know, screw it. It's good enough. It's free ice cream, man. Um, so if, if you're up in the uh, northwest part of the United States, um, and, and and if you can look, if you can find it in in other, I don't know how far out they they actually do um, 
like distribution, but Tillamook uh, dairy products like ice cream. Tillamook ice cream is really good. Up in, from Tillamook, uh, uh, Oregon, you can actually go take a tour of their of their facility and get you know, like some free cheese curd samples, and then they have a little ice cream store right there. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. We're fat. Forgot the mute. I forgot the mute button was on again. Ah, um, oh, damn it, Brian. Speaking of good times. So let's go into Nebraska sports this week. So, you know, I, we we didn't know really know what we were talking about, but I'm kind of figuring out. So Nebraska has a pretty good road win this week. Nebraska basketball, mm-hmm. pretty good road win. Yeah, on Ohio Sunday, State. Which, <clears throat> and I kind of want to talk about it in an aspect as of, you know, Nebraska is a Glenn Watson slip slip from sweeping Iowa. Possibly sweeping Ohio State this year. Yeah, you know, he doesn't slip. He doesn't slip with three seconds to go on an inbounds. Um, that I mean, that gives you. It, it doesn't put all of the, you know, pressure on Ty to try to do something at the last second. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, who knows if Ohio State wins that game? But still, you'd like to know what happened if Glenn doesn't slip. Yeah, you okay. have a better you have better odds with with two playmakers in yeah, play. So. And, and let's say Glenn Watson probably had his best game of the year and maybe his Nebraska career last week, I think, personally, Sunday, because he had four fouls with, oh, geez, 11 minutes to go, 12 minutes to go. And he played as well as he did, not really scared, not really hesitant with four fouls. Just about, you know, and – I don't want to say he was the only thing Nebraska going. Jack McVay actually had a decent game. Jack McVay hits a three that if he doesn't hit the three, there's no comeback, you know. We, we've seen um, a lot of those moments, whether they lead to victories or not. I remember uh, the uh, Jacobson three, although for the life of me now, maybe it was that first Ohio State game. Um, no, that was uh, – that was uh, that was uh, Which one was that? Oh, that, was the, that was the one that was just – the game that just happened. No, this was a couple. Wisconsin, weeks. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah, was that's it? what it was. Thank you. That goes to o- OT. But uh, yeah, so they have they have the they're they're in the games late for the most part, which is encouraging, I think. Mute button, Brian. Yeah, I, I, uh, I thought you were continuing. I'm sorry. It just my bad. Um, and, but then, so. We've got momentum. We've won two in a row. Okay. And then this article, and I said I wasn't going to talk about it before show, but you know what? I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. I think Bachnick, the Omaha World Herald, comes out and basically, and before before the premise of the article comes out, let's get this. Nobody was saying, you know, after those two wins, nobody's saying fire 10 miles. Okay. Nobody's physically saying, well, he needs to go. I think people are saying, okay, giving him the sixth year, realizing what they had, you know, after the win against Maryland, after the win against um, Ohio State. Ohio State, you know, the win against you know, a couple other teams, the Purdue win, you know. And, and yeah, Incarnate Word sucks, and a couple of the losses suck. You know, the Rutgers loss sucks. But, you know, nobody's saying fire Tim. You know, um, 
but then this article comes out. Lee says you need to give you know basically it was a shallow. It was an article that number one could have waited till the end of the year. Number two, you know, you want to get Tim, don't you dare fire Tim Miles. Okay, whatever. Number three, Mark Bohm, who's the associate AD of basketball operations, and Sean Icor's AD sucks. And they, they suck and da 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 Okay, number one, again, timing of the piece. We could have waited until the end of the year. Number two, um, the whole point of the piece is t- Tim Miles was Tim Miles was extended by Sean Eichers last year, and I guess it's a big recruiting thing. Not that big a recruiting thing because Nebraska currently has ten rivals, one fifty guys in the house, mm-hmm. and that's with and that's with really not having anybody from Omaha. Not to say there's anybody from Omaha to really have. I mean, they have the Arab kid and the Ed Ed Chang kid, maybe, but you know, Nebraska's recruiting has been that, that hasn't been this bad in a while. But, you know, then all of a sudden Mark Bohm shouldn't be there anymore. And you can make the argument that Mark Bohm shouldn't have been there because he had Barry Collier, because Doc Sadler, um, you know, not just Tim Miles. You know, Mark Bohm is the reason that – Mark Bohm and Tom Osborne are the reason that that arena exists, Pentagon Arena exists. Mark Bohm has done a great job of keeping that arena full. Okay. So if you want to bag Bohm for – his whole line of work, I'll listen to it, and I'll I don't we'll disagree with it. But if you want to bag Mark Mullen because you know Pinnacle Bank is full every week, then I'm not going to listen to you because you know a team that's tenth in the Big Ten hasn't finished higher has finished higher than tenth once in Tim Miles' um, tenure at Nebraska is still selling out. I, I'm not going to listen to you on that. The, the um, going then, back to what you then, said. But then, you know, the crack of Sean Eichhorst, you know, you know, do you trust Sean Harkers to make this hire? He, he hired Amy Williams. Amy Williams got a raw deal taken over for Connie Order when she had to, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, that's that's a really brutal team that just has no coherency yet. And and I get Jess Shepard's there, but maybe Jess Shep, maybe, you know, they don't need Jess Shepard. Maybe they need somebody else. Um, well, he, it's incomplete on Mike Riley. I'll give you that because first year was kind of rock, second year was kind of par. You know, what's he doing third year? Um, <clears throat> you know, and trying to plant the seat that Sean Eichhorst can't make a hire for basketball. Well, let me tell you, ask you this. Um, if I remember right, Jim Larango, who was hired by Sean Eichhorst and Donna Shalala at Miami, is doing pretty damn well at, for Miami basketball in a situation that's less than ideal than what Nebraska has. Okay. Um, they don't have a brand new arena that sits in downtown Miami. They don't have, you know, like I, last I checked, they don't have this big shiny new practice facility that everybody in the NBA comes looks for. Um, and then he mentions Nebraska's budget is one of the lowest ones in big 10. Well, you have a coach that's, Making two million a year, who makes just he's just as close to the um, football coach that has been around for a while. Um, if you're advocating spending money, okay, I, I like to see how. You know, should you spend more on recruiting? You're doing pretty good recruiting. Should you spend more on your head coach? Your head coach is under 500. This whole time he's been in Lincoln, he's 20 games under 500 in Big Ten play. Should you pay more rent to the city of Lincoln? I don't know. That's up to you in the city of Lincoln. 
Um, should you get a new scoreboard? Should you get um, better seats? What should you spend money on? Well, their spending's low. Spend more money. Okay. Um, this is the same guy who blew up because Teron Lou doesn't have a um, didn't have <laughs> a banner jersey in the rafters at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Never mind that it's been going on a lot longer since Sean Eichhorst was there. Um, but all of a sudden, Mark Williams, Sean Eichhorst are jerks because they're not there. Well, now they're there, and ever since we put Teron Lou's banner in the rafters, we haven't really kind of you know. I thought they were going to lead to all five-star recruits, and Nebraska would be a Final Four team once that banner went in the air. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the my, point. my point's this: you can ask a question, but let me let me let me say this. You know, coming out of there Thursday night, we were recording Friday Thursday night last night. To say they shit the bed in East Lansing is an insult to shitting in bed. Okay. I mean, they just didn't look good last night. Ty was okay. Wasn't great first half. Second half, he's better. Nebraska was better second half. First half, they looked absolutely god-awful. Oh, they're young. Okay, well, Michigan State made a really big run with four freshmen on the damn court. Okay, so they're just as young as Nebraska, if not young. Youth is not an excuse to me because guess what? Everybody's young. Everybody gets young. You have two types of freshmen that play college basketball, the ones that are you're not is not bothering to go to class because they're not going to be there next year, or the ones that are really good but they need more than just one year. Okay, um, Nebraska has a lot of youth that are going to stay there more or than one year, at least I think. Michigan State might have some one and duns. I don't know. I don't spend that much time on it, but I know that they in two games they've kicked the shit out of us. Okay, so. Um, you know, I, and I and I really fret against an Illinois team. You know, we got we got a shit toss by the sixth best team in the Big Ten. Illinois is a bubble NCAA team. <clears throat> if they lose Sunday at Lincoln, um, John Gross probably gets shown the bricks. Okay, because they aren't making the NCAA tournament. You know, at what point do you just kind of shut up and let things go? Or maybe understand and you know have a sense of timing in your in your purpose. So I'll, I'll shut up and let you talk now for a minute. But but uh, but, but my point is, I, I guess my point more than anything is, we get your axe to grind. Lee, and I'm not saying that Lee's a bad rider. Lee's actually a really good rider. But to me, it, it, that piece screamed laziness. That screamed like somebody he had to ride it for somebody. An editor, um, maybe Tim Miles, who knows? Um, it just, it didn't, the situation didn't call for it. And because of that, you know, all of a sudden you have kids who are feeling pretty good. All of a sudden they read that piece and, you know, man, are we playing for our coach's job? You know? All of a sudden sphincters get real tight and, you know, shots don't fall and everybody tries a little too hard. And maybe you get my drift. I don't know. I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. A um, couple remarks to you know to points that you made. I don't see Illinois as a bubble team. Um, they're only 16 and 12 overall, six and nine in the conference, same as Nebraska. Um, they're they're a 40 percent team in conference. They're uh, two and five on the road, 
and four and six in their last ten, winning the last uh, you know a little two game uh, streak. I don't. They're not a good team. Illinois fans are not pleased with them. Uh, you know, being here in Illinois, I I hear them. I you know I'm friends with them on Facebook, and I fo- talk to some of them on Twitter, or at least uh, you know follow them on Twitter. I work with a couple who who get in there and they're bitching. They're they're as unhappy with Illinois as some people are with Nebraska. Um, differences, which we talked about last week, the culture. Illinois is very much a basketball state, whereas Nebraska is, of course, a football state. We talked about that last week. Um, so I wouldn't consider Illinois a bubble team, uh, NIT maybe, maybe. Um, but that is still in the air. And, and you know, I, I would love for nothing more than for Nebraska to beat them uh, this weekend. Uh, point number two, I'm, try, uh, I'm trying to think of all the count points that, that all the things you mentioned that I had little mental checks. I want to, talk, I want to talk. Yeah, the timing of it was was. I don't see how, and even though this particular article seemed to to be in support of Miles. Anytime you write something where you take a side like that, you're always going to bring out the opposite uh, viewpoint uh, in comments or you know maybe another art uh, article column something like that. And I just don't think that in the season, a couple weeks left in the regular season and tournament time, you know Big Ten tournament time coming up. I don't think that's the best time to you want to you want to have that conversation. Great, but in the last. Uh, last weeks of the regular season I just don't think it's the time to have that article have that conversation have that discussion and potential argument uh, and the third point did come to me as you mentioned you know freshmen you know the youth things like that hey listen this is Big Ten basketball and we're at the end of February and if I don't think you can use the you know quote unquote young and inexperienced excuse anymore I mean they've been playing yeah, I'm, hell, I'm looking at it right now. They've, they've got 27 regular season games under their belt, not including an ass whooping against Shattering State. Um, you know, so it's they they might be scholarly, you know, freshmen, sophomores, but hey, you, you've been playing, you know, big boy basketball for 15 games now, um, and you've had some very impressive wins and you've had some close losses and you've had some absolute beatdowns but I don't they don't one thing that I could see where maybe they're just you know maybe they're just getting tired you know that'd be the only thing you get some of these younger guys who aren't used to playing uh you know this type of schedule as far as I mean hell when when you're in high school you know you might have to go hour and a half two hours unless you're on the western part of nebraska then you're going three and a half four hours you know for a for a matchup um but most of these guys you know that they, they, they are back home that night and back at school the next day and it's it's a one day trip i mean there's a lot of travel involved there's some some adjustments that need to be made to this to that type of schedule um but i, I just don't think that you know at, at the last days of february you can use the excuse of 
being young and inexperienced. Because right now, as I said, you've got 27 regular season games under your belt, and that just that 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 one doesn't fly with me. Sorry, I'm done. Uh, and I and I don't want to say that you know we don't support Tim. Yeah, Tim deserves another year. I, I mean, he, maybe if, the, if he I, goes. I, I, if he goes oh if he goes oh in the last four then maybe we talk maybe i'm i'm not i don't want i mean i'm i'm a big fan of tim miles i i like the guy i i like the coach um he's he's maybe maybe this is and this is just me uh the the views and opinions of greg Mahochko are solely of greg Mahochko and do not reflect uh coronation or jittery monkey or any of that horse shit. Um, but jittery monkey podcast. That's right. Yeah. Jitterymonkey.com. Um, no, I, I sincerely like Tim. And as I mentioned, it, you know, we had the, the holiday episode. I want Tim to be that guy that gets Nebraska, their first tournament win with all my heart. I do. That's, that is, that was my Christmas wish. Uh, you know, for Nebraska athletics. And I could have gone, you know, like, yeah, football national championship or return of the pipeline or, or uh, uh, you know, any other, you know, another national championship for women's bowling, you know. Uh, but I went with Tim because I, I have strong faith in the guy. Uh, I think he's a good teacher. I think he's a good uh, person for – you know these young players to look up to as a role model and, and a coach. Um, I'm not. For me, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have him on my, I don't, I don't, I don't have him on a hot seat. I mean, he, he's, he's not in the doghouse. Uh, he, he's the man in my opinion. Yep. Good thing with Greg, everybody. Um, what? The thing with Tim is this: he was a mid-major coach coming in. Okay. He kind of treated the job as a mid-major job, thinking that he could just get away with what he had, um, you know, it's Colorado State. I could get the same guy at Colorado State and do the same thing at Colorado State. And I think the second year kind of fooled him because, you know, he, he found a perfect a perfect storm with the Petaway pitchford shields angle. Okay. And I think the last couple of years he's changed for good, you know. The recruiting thing, he's, you know, less dependent on – try to be less dependent on transfers. You know, I'm not saying we didn't get any, but less dependent on those guys making your team, more dependent on <clears throat> good, solid recruiting. He, he's at Chicago well. Um, Omaha, he's probably not going to hit well. He's probably not going to hit Omaha well for a while um, over the AOI. A Rob thing, um, uh, you know, and and it's also it's, it's, Omaha, it's, and and there's kind of a traditionally successful school in Omaha that you know I, I think we we you know we don't like them, but yeah, we have to the, at the, least acknowledge them. There's a big difference though, because Creighton plays the AAU game. Okay, Creighton does not mind if a kid's an AAU kid. Nebraska has not done that traditionally. Did not do that while Tom Osborne was the AD because he didn't want to play that that gig. Okay, and, and honestly, Tim's not gone that route yet. Okay, and he's done well enough 
getting talent in to not need it lately. Okay. But there is a benefit with AAU kids. Um, now, granted, it's it's not the most ethical group. You know, that's the best <laughs> way I could say it. I know. I, I, you know I, I, I'm not I, saying I'm not saying they're bad. You know, not by any stretch of imagination. I'm not saying they're bad. What I'm saying is there is some shade around some people. Okay, and if you know. You know, it, it's college athletics. Sometimes you people like to play, as they say, dirty. You know, and Nebraska is clean. And I, I'll tell you this: football-wise, basketball-wise, Nebraska is really a clean school. A lot of people have told me Nebraska doesn't play that, that game. It has hurt Nebraska recruiting-wise, football-wise, especially certain football-wise. Because we don't have bagmen like the SEC. Because there's no bagmen in Lincoln. You know. <laughs> And that, some that, that, and is, some that people, is us carrying the banner with the with the Cobcast boys. Um, and, and I'll tell you that there are some people that wish Nebraska had a bag man. No, um, yeah, I know they're out there. To, now, it would it would level. It's like it, it's like if you go back to Major League Baseball during the you know like the the steroid era, I think whatever you want to call it. Um, if everybody was doing it, it levels the playing field, you know. Um, True. And and so, yeah. If, if Nebraska was, you know, offering or, or or had those things, then yeah, it would make for a better program. But is that really the type of program that you or make for a make for perhaps more winning program? But is that the kind of program me, that you want? Let, you know? let me tell you, nobody complained and bitched to moan when Old Miss went to a Sugar Bowl or two. Nobody bitched me when like guys like MGK and a couple of those guys showed up. Okay, nobody said a word. All of a sudden, now since they've been kind of caught, everybody has an issue with it. Yeah. Okay. Nobody had a, and, and <clears throat> now, granted, I don't think Tim Browns would pull Hugh Freeze and say, "I dare you to come get us," and all of a sudden say that this recruiting class was a punishment. Probably that's going to happen. Um, that being said, let. Yeah, well, some whatever. Let you know, me tell me this, and and if you need a minute to to, to gather some thought, I have a few names in mind. But who would, who are the five best players that Tim Miles has had since he's been here? Because no, I, I mean, obviously they've never been on the same team at the same time. Obviously, uh, I would say Petaway, Shields, Petaway, Petaway is one, Shields is two. Would uh, is is Ty Webster in your five? I think yeah. Ty, you know Ty's caught a lot of hell since he's been here, and Tim's kept him, kept on, and said he's going to be better. And really, kind of, what would he be? What would this team be without Ty? I think um, that they would. You know, in, instead of being, you know, the record that they've got, you know, twelve and fourteen or whatever it is. Uh, I think that they would be a sub ten win team, uh, and I think, and I know a lot of people don't want to do it, but I think you definitely got to put Andrew White on there. Um, but but he, and and I'm not you know t- I'm not dogging on the guy, but you're he, asking how good a player he had. But he's but, easily top five. But he didn't do that much last year. He shot. He shot the ball. 
he shot the ball, but that's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's supposed to do. But did he make the the, the percentage that we wanted him to make? You know, yeah. well, he was like a what was he a twenty seven percent you know shooter something like that. I mean, no, must a little bit more than that. I don't know if he's actually that high, but I, uh, I think I think I don't think Pitchford's on there. I don't have Pitchford in mine. I, I I've got I Glenn Watson Jr. in mine. I think he has that you when he's on, it it you definitely tell. Uh Nebraska as a as a team plays that much better when, when he's playing well. There was a guard that Nebraska had for one year and I can't remember his name to save my life. He transferred to Duquesne. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, God help me. He played one year, and we all thought he was going to be a stud. And he, and he probably would have been a stud. And then he transferred, and it was just like... Do you know what year? I want to say two years ago. I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up. That's what happens when you get old. You can't remember anything. This is also true. Uh, let's see. This is what happens when you got to remember ten million kids' names in football and basketball through a season. Um, see, I'm looking at two years. It's hard to, to believe that it was only two years ago. It was the fourteen fifteen team that had Petaway on it? You know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, David. this was. I think it was Petaway's last season. That would have been two years ago because Petaway didn't play last year. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Um, that was also Pitchford's last year. Uh, see, a guard? Yeah. It wasn't Taron Smith. Yes, it was Taron Smith. Okay, Taron Smith. Yes, Taron Smith. Oh, he was so good. He was going to be a stud, too, when he left. Yeah, he went to Duquesne. Scored uh, 4.9 points per game in Big Ten play, grabbing two boards. Um, yeah, he was he's he was going to be so good though. Thirteen point career high uh, effort at Ohio State. So he was like he was like he was a scholar athlete honor roll and a Tom Osborne citizen citizenship team member as well. He was going to be like an Evan Taylor Anton Gill type of kid. Who you know and Gill started slow and he's injured and obviously and Evan Taylor's kind of. But t- Evan Taylor's okay. I, I have no know, problem with Evan Taylor. I remember Terrence Smith. Yeah, he he was one that. Yeah, I mean, we we I think we all kind of had high hopes for him. Remember it? Uh, you know, my, my, I've slept since then. I had a kid since then. <laughs> Maybe I haven't slept as much. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remembered it, and I I have those excuses, and I don't use them. So right. Anyway. Well, that's um, the difference between you and me. Um. So we have Petaway, we have Shields, we have Ty. I feel like we need a big man. Um, Wazoo Smith, because why not? Um, Would you put, based on what we've seen and the ceiling we have envisioned for him, would you put Ed Morrow Jr. on your five? You know, D Wade's on my five. Maybe, maybe. You know who I might put on there? You might think I'm high as a kite. Probably think I am already high as a kite. 
No, it, it's good. Brandon Newbell. Okay. Not a name I expected, but definitely had. He was serviceable. Yeah, I mean he and he had the love of the of the people, you know. By God, if it was ancient Rome and he was a gladiator, he would have gotten the thumbs up routinely. Let's think about this. Uppel went across seas and he's making a lot of money. Well, it's good. I mean, he's he making he a could, lot of scratch. He, he should fund uh, uh, the Five Heart Podcast and also uh, donate to the Big Red Cobcast Patreon. Perfect, so, Nugent. Yeah, how do you like me now? Um, so anyway, that shameless. That, <laughs> Uh, one thing I want to talk about this completely off topic before we go. Okay, Bert. Uh, has Oreos ha- have Oreos lost their damn mind? No, I think I think I know where you're going with this. No, I don't think you know where I'm going with this. Okay, let's let's go ahead. We have in our pantry the mega stuffed Oreos. Ooh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I kind of know where you're going, but and, okay. And I just, I, all right, I can never, I, like, I'm a double-stuffed guy. I remember sure. when double-stuffed came out. That's my jam. I can never go back to normal-stuffed. But mega-stuffed is too much stuffed. Okay, okay. Am I wrong? Do, kind of. Okay. But follow me why, <laughs> follow me why. Now, if I if I remember this right, Next time you go to the grocery store, okay, mm-hmm. hold a regular regular thing of Oreos, whether it be strawberries, cream, whatever, regular Oreos, mm-hmm. and hold a double stuffed Oreos next to each other. Most would think that since it's double the stuffing, the double stuffed Oreos would be heavier. Fewer cookies. No, they're not. Do you know why? The stuffing is less mass than the cookie? Correct. You right. know why? The, the, no, the stuffing in the double stuff has less mass than the stuff in the regular stuff. Yeah. Because? I don't know. Air, sir. Air. They whip it. Huh. It's like ice cream. If you ever get ice cream, like regular ice cream, the good stuff. Sure. The blue bunny, the blue bell and everything. And then you get the light area ice cream. The difference between that those two things usually, besides like sugar content and Flavor, sugar product, right, right? Air. So you're saying that's why mega stuffed is so yes. inhumanely wrong because it's more air. Yes, it's All air. Right. You're you're paying for air. It's like it's like buying a bag of chips and only having a third of a bag, and you paid three sixty nine for a thing of Oreos. I'm telling you what though, that's why Pringles are the way to go. Pringles, man, once you pop the fun, don't stop. You know it's funny though, like tortilla chips wise. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a couple small town, you know, small Texas types of uh, tortilla chips that you always buy. There's like these stuff called Calientos. They're like two bucks a bag, and they're so good. We're big on uh, the on the border uh, tortilla chips these days. Why am I shocked? Ever since on, ever, ever since we went to Texas, actually. On the border. Dallas, yeah. Texas product. Uh, they they have supplanted in my in in my home and in my opinion they have supplanted Tostitos as the tortilla chip uh, of the house. Um, you know what they have? You know what I saw for the first time this week? Oh, I I'm gonna just 
bite my tongue and ask what? Jalapeno Fritos. No, thank you. I'll pass. Really? Yeah, not. I like jalapenos, but man, I like them. I like them a little. Uh, um, you know, I'm not a big fresh jalapeno guy, but I like them the traditional like pickled jalapenos or whatever that you could put on nachos. That's pretty much. I'll tell you what. Uh, and and my Northwest Nebraska peeps, my Panhandle peeps, will know what I'm talking about. Common sense. Common sense nachos. In thirty inches of snow right now. That's fine. Uh, but I guarantee you, common sense is probably open, and they're going to have nachos, um, and it's it's well worth it. So uh, at nine o'clock in the morning, they're open. Oh my god! Yeah, well, I mean, in thirty inches of snow, but you can go away there at nine o'clock in the morning and get nachos. It's the beautiful thing about common sense, and that's common space C E N T S sense. Common sense nachos. Uh, your unofficial official uh, sponsor of this week's podcast. By the way, uh, go ahead. You know where ballpark nachos were created? In the ballpark? Which ballpark? I swear to God, if you say one in Texas, I'm going to reach through Skype and smack you. Arlington Memorial Stadium. Nobody knows where that is. Nobody cares. Nobody it's cares. It's not there anymore, you jerk. It's now a, it's a parking lot. It's a parking lot for the Sheridan, for the Texas Rangers, for... What did they call it this week? Globe Life Park in Arlington. And, and how many World Series championships did it, did it see? I'm going to come through this phone. <laughs> I'm going to pluck every hair out of your chin. <laughs> hey, and then hey, I'm, all right. So and so then you I'm going to take the rest out with a bag of nair. You, you know, all right. Serious, serious moment here. Do you know what's what's truly funny? Uh, Emos Pizza. I'm, I know you've heard of it. Uh, has a new commercial out there uh, starring David Freeze and his wife, and they're sitting there at the table eating or about to enjoy Emo's Pizza. And he says, yeah, my contract with the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, says that they have to you know, fly me in some Emo's Pizza. Um, the only reason I thought about that is you know, because he helped get the World Series to Game 7 and was MPP that year. So. For Greg Mahachko, this is Brian Toll. Why did you reach what? through and smack me? You're damn right I did. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, by the way, if you ever get the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, try the lemon Oreos. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, you that like is, those? They're they're quite tasty. I, I find them crisp and refreshing. I like the I like the strawberry and cream Oreos. Maybe I'm weird. You are. Uh, this has been episode 25 of the Five Heart Podcast. We'll see you again <sighs> next time uh, from a good friend. Fellow Husker fan, longtime broadcast buddy Brian Toll. I'm Greg Mahachko reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red. Pray for Greg. Pray for Greg, indeed. <laughs> this is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.